Are you your own worst critic? If you struggle with loving yourself, then this message is for you. In this podcast, our co-lead pastor, Julie Signorelli, brings a powerful message as a part of our series, New Year, New Me. So make sure you listen all the way to the very end, and we'll see you on the other side. Welcome back. Y'all take this time to turn your cell phones down. I just did mine. Mine was going off. And it also went off in Mike's... My phone hasn't... My cell phone hasn't went off in like 10 years. And it went off twice last week in Pastor Mike's sermon. I was like, man, he called me out too, but it's okay. How you guys doing today? Man, if you're visiting with us, I want to welcome you. I'm so glad that you're here. Uh, My name is Pastor Julie. My husband and I, Pastor Mike, who is the bomb. He is in Queens. Do people say the bomb still? I'm saying it. Uh, he is in Queens this morning preaching. If you don't know, we have a location there. We also have a 7 p.m. service. And if you guys are available, we'd love to see you there. Uh, but I want to meet you after service, and I will be in the hall. So, man, Pastor Mike brought it last week. Did y'all, were y'all here for that? He was not playing. And if you haven't checked out the podcast yet, I want to encourage you, go back, listen to that message. It was so powerful. I was so thankful I got to hear him preach it at this. I love Sunday nights because I love to hear my mans preach, you know. And I am the loudest amener. They always say, what is it, a, a, a poor frog won't croak for his own pond? Is that what they say? So that's why I'm like the loudest on the front row. I'm the loudest. I don't even care. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, but last week we talked about the, the one thing that you could do, right, to make 2020 impactful. Uh, and so if you want to know what that is, I want to encourage you, lean into the podcast. It's super good. But we are in week two of year, new, oh gosh. New year, new me. You don't know me. Did y'all say that this week? You don't know me. Uh, and we are talking about starting over. I have a, a I'm, I'm gonna, not going to lie. I have a handful of scriptures in this sermon. Uh, I, I don't usually, usually I'll do a big chunk and maybe a couple at the end, but there is a handful of scriptures. So if you take notes, you better take notes fast because I talk Valley Girl fast. I'm from Indiana, but I like to pretend I'm from California. Um, But we are going to be going through those scriptures. I believe they're going to be on the screen so you can even snap a picture. I want you to dig into God's word this week, okay? So I'm going to read this scripture to you really quick. Today, this is in Deuteronomy 30, uh, chapter 30, verse 19. This is in the Old Testament. Today, I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Now, I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. Don't you love God's word? All right, let's pray this morning. Father God, I just thank you for the opportunity. Lord, I'm so thankful for the I'm so humbled to communicate God's word this morning. And Father, I just pray, Lord, that your word, 
Father, your spirit would just speak through me this morning. And Lord, I just thank you for those who are in a season of fasting. God, that they'd be able to just hear your voice more clearly as they remove distraction from their life. And God, we thank you for those who are stepping out in 2020, God, to join connect groups and to, to join teams and build community, God. And they're just making themselves just a little uncomfortable. Lord, I just pray that you would honor that. And God, we just are so excited to hear what you have to say this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so there are two kinds of people in the world. There are those who update their phone and those who don't. All right, so I'm going to give you a guess as to which one of those I am. And if you guess wrong, you don't know me at all. You don't know me. No, I'm just kidding. You don't know me at all. But all right, so do you think I am the one between me and Pastor Mike who updates their phone? Oh my gosh, you guys know me so well. This is my tribe. This is my people. By the way, Long Island, I missed you. I feel like I haven't been here in a hot minute. I am so excited. When I saw the schedule, I was like, my people. But I say that in Queens too, so you'll never really know. <laughs> But there's two kinds of people, right? Those who update their phone and those who don't. Now, I have an, a lot of reasons that I don't want to update my phone. But I can promise you this. About every six months, and if you've, if, or maybe year or whatever, you, if you've gotten this text from me or you get this text from me in the future, you will know what I did. So someone will text me. Now, I don't know what happens, but every phone I've ever had, I just never update it and then eventually lose all my contacts. Has that happened to anybody before? Okay, so you'll text me and I'll respond with, who is this? And I'm sorry if that text is vulnerable, but I just want to make sure I know who it is. So I am those people, and, and I'm just one of those, like, when they, when they keep, in fact, I did it this morning, true story, I, I took a screenshot, actually, I'll post it later, but as I was preparing for the sermon, I had a notification that, would you like to update your iPad? No. Denied. But you kind of just keep hitting that button, or on your computer, right? And I don't know, in the first service, I started a uproar, because I said, do Androids have this? And they were like, Yeah. Like, I'm a loyal Apple customer. I don't know. It wasn't personal. But I'm just one of those that keeps hitting tomorrow, 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 tomorrow. And then, like, eventually it gives you that message, like, you haven't backed up this iPad in 287 weeks. <laughs> I know. I wish I was kidding, but I'm not. But it's never a good time for an update for me. Like, you, you know, you have to have all those things. Like, you have to have an, enough storage, and it's got to be plugged in, and you got to be on Wi-Fi, and all that stuff. Like... I don't like to be put in a box, all right? And Pastor Bill, I'm sure that's in my personality profile. But if you've done creation therapy, you understand. Google it later. It's fine. I'm not going there in my sermon. But I, I just don't. I will deny the update at all costs, and it's never a good time. And so sometimes in our life, it's never a good time for an update. It's never a good time to go through a process. And so a lot of times it's, yeah, we need to come clean to our spouse, but then we'd have to update the whole operating system of our marriage. I like you all. I'm preaching straight to this crowd right over here. <laughs> or 
it's a really good time to make a budget, right? You get that alert, like, oh man, I need to make a system, but you'd have to update the entire operating system for how you do your finances. It's hitting. <laughs> or it's a good time, and, and I'm just, when I say we, I mean me, it's a good time for us to go to the gym but we'd have to update our entire operating system for how we think about our health, right? How we, how we for some of us, it's self-image. Could be a million things. And so it's time for us to, even for us to update the system of our self-worth. And updates require a few things. So just on a practical level, for those of you who also don't update your phone, you're welcome, all right over here. There's a few things that you need. So you need to be connected to a power source. And some of us are trying to update systems in our life without being connected to God. We're trying to update things that are so far out of our control that you couldn't even do it in your own strength, even if you gave it a thousand percent effort. You have to have enough storage. That's the part that gets me, guys the Wi-Fi and the storage and all that. Like, I don't want to get rid of things. And sometimes in our life, when we're trying to embrace progress, when we're trying to change the way that we're thinking about things, it requires getting rid of stuff. Now, I know in millennial Christianity, that is not a soapbox that we like to preach from because it's not popular. But I'm here to tell you that if you are going to follow Jesus, if you're going to have any kind of significant change, following Jesus or not, giving up, things is required. You can't carry it all. You can't sh carry shame and freedom at the same time. You got to have enough storage. So you also have to be connected to Wi-Fi. Now this is the fatal one. I don't, I almost, Michael be like, do you even have Wi-Fi on? I'm like, I don't know. It's free unlimited data. <laughs> Who needs Wi-Fi? It holds me back. But sometimes it takes humility to say, I have a different way that I need to approach this if I'm going to update the processes in my life. And sometimes it means just to be still. So for example, you cannot update your phone and work on projects, which is also why I don't like updating my phone. And sometimes with the Lord, he wants to take you to a process, but it might require putting down all the busy work to focus on being still and being able to hear his voice. And so this year you are finally, here's the reason why I know that you are all my people and you are all ready to progress through a process is because you showed up today. And you might be beating yourself up. This isn't in my notes, but you might be beating yourself up and saying, man, I don't even know if I could change. Let me tell you, you can because you came today. Yeah. It's raining. Yeah. People don't like to go to church when it's raining. That's real talk. Just look at the statistics of it. But you know what? You showed up today, which tells me that God is trying to do something in you. And so there's enough there to move. Okay, so I'm going to keep going. And I just want to reread this scripture that we started at the beginning. It says, today I have given you the choice. Can you say choice? 
between life and death, between blessing and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, that you would choose life. Isn't it just like God to champion and cheerlead us to choose the right thing? Choose life so that you and your descendants might live. It is a choice to have freedom. Now, I know that freedom is a journey, and that looks different for different things that we're walked through, so I don't want to oversimplify it. There's definitely a process that comes along with freedom, but it is initially a choice that we say, yes, I want to be free. I want to change. And so we live in a world that will tell us that we don't have choices. For example, have you ever heard the phrase, follow your heart? Now, I love that phrase in a Disney movie. I might even buy a shirt with that phrase on it from Disney World. I'm a Disney freak, okay? I'm here for it. I love Mickey Mouse. I believe he's filled with the Holy Spirit. He loves God. He's an evangelist. I'm all the things. But following your heart is one of the worst pieces of advice I have ever heard from anyone. Even the Bible will tell you your heart is deceitful. It always wants your flesh. It wants to feel good. It wants, it wants passion in the now. It doesn't want to wait. It doesn't want to journey. It doesn't want to persevere. Your heart is evil, people. And if you follow your heart, inevitably you will follow it to destruction. I'm just preaching real today. This church, is it okay to be real? Okay, good, because I'm in pleather pants and a concert t-shirt. My daughter dressed me today. We're going for it. We live in a world that says our economics make decisions for us. When Pastor Mike and I stopped letting our financial feelings lead and started obeying God's word and what it had to say, our entire finances changed. We say that our background makes decisions for us. Well, nobody from our family's ever been to college. I don't even know if I could do it. Stop letting your feelings lead. Don't let your background lead. Our current situation makes decisions for us. If you're married and you are in the middle of a marriage crisis, let me tell you, you can make a lot of decisions out of reflex. But sometimes you have to choose to update the way that you've been going about the process. So if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Process with progress empowers you to love every version of yourself. Process with progress empowers you to love every version of yourself. The scripture doesn't say, for God so was so mad at them in the way that they keep failing and trying to be a good little Christian boy and girl that he, does it say that? Does it say that God was so angry that he gave his only begotten, does it say that? It says that God so loved. I just want to tell someone just, I just felt this like alert in my spirit to tell you, if you came in here this morning thinking that God is mad at you, God is not mad at you. God loves you. 
Be free from that feeling this morning. Progress shifts our perspective on the process. It takes our eyes off of ourselves, right? It stops looking at how many times we fail. It stops thinking about how we think that God is mad at us. And it starts looking at try, just trying to do the next right thing. Just trying to make that next right decision. Stop thinking 10 or 15 years down the road. Sometimes progress is just getting up and yelling at your kids all the way to church and showing up. Do you know how many Sundays I have yelled at my kids all the way to church and then had to preach? And the enemy wanted me in such bondage and shame over that. And finally, I just said to the, I, you know, I just had to tell the devil where to go. And I just said, I, I'm a human and I'm a mom and my kids were naughty. <laughs> and I just allowed myself to be free from that shame. And sometimes progress is just showing up. I got here, so I cussed a little out the door. I made it. I'm going to cuss a little less next week. That probably will get edited out of the podcast, but. <laughs> I'm just trying to show you, you got you to gotta look at progress sometimes a little bit differently than you have been because you're trying to make progress with old process. A process without any Progress is a cycle. Some of you are calling like, well, I'm just in a process. Well, if you haven't progressed, right, just a little bit different, a little bit better, you might not be in a process. It might have turned into a cycle. Right? When you're in an assembly line, it keeps going. But if there's a problem, you got to stop you got to fix the problem because it's going to affect every single decision that you try to make from there on out. Now, here's the thing. Here's the grace part of it. You might be in a cycle. Pastor Mike and I were in cycles for years. It's a part of our testimony. If you come to the marriage conference, you're going to hear all the nitty-gritty about it. It's juicy. It is. I wish it wasn't, but it is. But here's what the Bible says, Colossians chapter 3, verse 10, it says, and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. The process determines everything. So why is aged cheddar more expensive than struggle slices? <laughs> and if you don't know what a struggle slice is, it's that imitation cheese that is in that plastic that's all you know what I'm talking about it doesn't melt it's rough why is it more the process although I'm sure an argument could be made that that cheese went through more process <laughs> I didn't think that joke all the way through but that's okay why is there cheap wine and expensive wine process Why is the pre-med student, why is that celebrated a little more than my liberal arts degree? No shame. If you're a comm major, I hear you, I feel you. But it's the process. Why is there cheap olive oil at the dollar store and expensive olive oil from Uncle Giuseppe's? 
or Stu Leonard's or Whole Foods. Take all my money. The process. Skipping the process makes the old you more stubborn and it makes the new you harder to obtain. So I just have three quick points. If you're taking notes, I think they're going to be on the screen so you could snap a picture or try to jot them down. Point number one, process with progress produces grace. Let me tell you, I have a lot more grace in my life because I went through a process of reconciliation with an almost failed marriage and an alcoholic, I got loads of grace. But had I stayed in that cycle, I would probably just have more angst. But because of God's mercy taking me through that process and submitting to every painful step of our marriage therapy and every painful step of our reconciliation, God was able to produce grace in me. If you've come to me with anything, I have the best poker face because I have grace. I'm not shocked by what you're going to tell me. I'm not wrecked or my life isn't ruined because I get it. Process with progress produces grace. And some of you all are, are maybe not making progress or you're not allowing progress to be made maybe in a relationship and now it's enablement. So I just want to encourage you, because you get progress doesn't mean that you, it, mean, it doesn't mean you lose grace, it means you give more grace. If you've ever struggled with any kind of addiction, you don't go judging people, right? You have grace. So process with progress produces grace. Point number two, process with progress produces momentum. Sometimes we think by making the painful changes, by saying, no, you're not allowed to be in my circle and talk to me that way anymore, we think that that's going to hold us back. But really, the Holy Spirit's like, come on, girl, get momentum, There are, did you know that if a train has an obstruction on a train track, it can actually hold the freight train back from getting started. But once that train picks up momentum, it will more than likely demolish anything that's in its way. Process with progress produces momentum. Point number three, process with progress produces contentment. People are so afraid of change because they hate change. Guess what? I hate it too. I don't want to update my phone. I don't want to delete my pictures. I don't want to delete my emails. They are all special to me. Even the screenshots. I know I'm preaching to somebody. We hate change, and the the enemy will lie to us and say, if you change, you'll never feel content. But I feel like the Holy Spirit is saying, if you change, there is so much more contentment on the other side because I have something good for you, something better for you. And even if it's a process of pain, I just want to encourage you that walking through it with the Holy Spirit can also produce contentment even when it ain't healed yet. Progress. Process without progress kills 
the grace, momentum, and contentment. Jesus loves every version of you on that spectrum. Can I just encourage you that Jesus died for the version of you that you aren't even there yet. He died for the worst version of you. And I believe if he was here today, today, he would say, son, daughter, like I loved you at your most painful, dark moment. He died for the version of you that cheated. He died for the version of you that failed. He died for the version of you that was lazy. He died for the version of you that was too scared, that was too full of yourself, that was too sassy, extra, or mouthy. I know that ministered to somebody. He died for the version of you that was too addicted, that was too depressed, and that was too far gone. He died for all of it in every area. And some of you are condemning a version of yourself. But Jesus looked at wherever you are and said, that is worth dying for. And so I want the punishment that you've been giving yourself for not arriving in 2020. Some of you already had a rough year and we're only like 12 days in. (laughs) I remember going into 2019 saying, this is my year. 2019 was awful. And 2018 wasn't great either. And I mean, man, we saw God do amazing things, but I'm talking about just the brass tacks, right? It was not a year of blessing. It was a year of process for me. And so I want to encourage you that if you're in process, there's no condemnation. There's no shame. There's no fear. There's no judgment. God loves you and he loves every version of every step of your process. And so for some of us, we're trying to use the same process that we did last year, last week, last decade, and hope for a different outcome. But I just want to tell you what the Bible says. The Bible says, be transformed. So I just want to read the scripture to you. Romans 12, verse 2, it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind and that by testing you may discern what is the will of God what is good what is acceptable and perfect now you might be asking if you're a newer believer you might be saying how do you renew your mind how do you renew your mind well I'm going to tell you Philippians chapter 4 verse 8 it says whatever is noble whatever is right whatever is pure whatever is lovely whatever is admirable if anything is excellent or praiseworthy think about such things so you're making an exchange that's renewing your mind you're making an exchange so here's how this works the next time you hear the thought you will never amount to anything you will be just like your dad here's what you're gonna do you're gonna say is that praiseworthy hmm is that excellent nope 
Is it pure? Is it lovely? Nope. And you're going to make an exchange. You're going to take that thought and you're going to say, no, the Bible says that I don't have to be conformed to the image of my dad, but I can be transformed by the renewing of my mind. The Bible says in Jeremiah 29, 11, that I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, plans to give you a hope and a future. That's what the word says about me. And you make an exchange for those words. So here's the thing. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 5 through 6, I'm going to read this really fast. It says, we destroy, say destroy, we destroy arguments and every, say every, lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every say every thought captive to obey Christ being ready to punish every disobedience when your obedience is complete come on now if that maybe was a little over your head maybe you're a little new to the faith here's what it says you can take every argument in your mind rational or irrational and tell it to shut up Rational thoughts. Man, I don't know if you could do that public speaking. I don't know. You've always had a little a stutter or maybe you haven't been so. Uh, irrational would be like when you go up there, you're going to die. But the Bible says that we can speak to both of those thoughts and both are important to speak to. It says take every thought captive. Guess what? The translation of every it means continuously, always. And the enemy, it doesn't say that you can take the devil captive. That would be so easy, right? We would all do that today and walk out like flipping our hair, being amazing. It's not what the Bible says. But if the devil tries to invade your life through lies that he plants in your mind, then if you take your thoughts captive, then your thoughts can't take you captive. New year, new me. New year, new thoughts. New year, new mentalities. New year, new word. So how you used to operate, don't feel any condemnation or shame here because now we're gonna give you a new operating system. We're updating the process, amen? We're gonna make some room for some things. We're gonna get plugged into the source and we are about to renew our mind this morning. So here's what I want you to do. Is my mother-in-law in the room? Are you in here? She might be with babies. I need a saint. Evan, can you come up here? Real quick, I need, a, I need somebody who's been in the game for a minute. Anybody feel comfortable who's been saved maybe like a hot minute? A year, a day, a week, whatever. Anybody? All right, I'll pretend that I'm you. Okay, Evan, you don't have to tell me where it's found. It's not Bible quiz. What is something, a scripture, or something that you speak to your mind, that you speak to a negative thought? What do you do? Uh, James 4, 7, humble yourself before God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. I'll give you one that I speak. So Psalm 91 I am protected under his feathers. There's something about that scripture that just speaks to me, that I'm under his covering. Here's what I want you to do. If you're a new believer, there's no shame in that. I want you to get your phone out. Just get it out. Let it glow. We're using our phones in church. It's fine. 
get it out. Let me see it. All right, there's two of you. Come on, I know y'all got your phones. We all got tempted by Instagram. I get it. Let me see. Okay, here's what I want you to do. Go to Google. And I want you to type in scriptures when you hate yourself. Now I'm just clicking on the first link, so I'm not going into a deep dive. I'm just, I'm just Googling. Psalm 139, 13 through six, you made me all my inner parts. You knit me together in my mother, mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was a being, being formed, that as I was woven together in the darkness of the womb, you saw me. And every day my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. That's how you renew your mind. Will you stand with me this morning? So some of you, right, we're we're talking about that update on our phone. I want to encourage you, don't put it off any longer. We need to update our process. We don't want to use the same old process and expect a different result. We don't want to use an old process and expect progress, right? We want to renew our mind. I want to encourage you this week. Get on your phone. Google the area that you're struggling with, or you can search it in the Bible app that's free, or go on or find a sermon, whatever. Find something and sink your teeth into it and say, I am renewing my mind. I will not be held captive to the rational and irrational negative demonic chatter that comes in my mind. I will renew my mind in Jesus mighty name so here's what I want you to do we don't respond with anger anymore instead we're going to respond with wisdom Proverbs is full of wisdom and ways to uh, ways to go about in arguments and disagreements man the Bible is the best mediator that you could ever find and it's juicy too don't ever tell Don't say the Bible is boring. That's a lie. Here's another process. When we want to quit, we're going to keep going. When we want to fail, we're going to try again. And the whole time, we're going to be looking for scriptures, right? Did you see how easy that was? I promise you, Google is a Christian. No, maybe not, but... Instead of having pain in a trial we're gonna we're gonna ask the lord for joy in the midst of a trial we're gonna ask for peace in the storm and this year it really will be new year new me so church here's what we're gonna do we did this confession last week we're gonna do it there's something about coming together as a corporate body and doing a confession together so here's what we're gonna do now this isn't we're gonna go ahead and put that on the screen this isn't magic words because if you don't mean it it's just lip service but I want you to tell the Lord Lord this year I need an update I need to change I need breakthrough I want to make progress I don't want to cycle are you with me church
All right, we're going to breathe through this together. I want you to just say it with all you got. I confess that I am not a failure and that my past is not a prophecy of my future. Even though I have not done as well as I should have in the past, God's spirit in me will enable me to do better from this point forward. I am willing to make whatever changes I must make. I will alter my lifestyle and I will fix the things in my life that are messed up. I will do whatever is required to move forward into the fabulous future God has waiting for me. From this moment on, I will run this race with my eyes fixed on the goal before me. I am committed, determined, and willing to pay any price to obtain full and complete victory in my life. Come on, let's sing it out this morning. Come on, celebrate what God is doing. Thanks again for listening to the V1 Church Podcast. If this message impacted you, we want to ask that you'd share it on your social media so your friends and family can hear this impactful message as well. If you want to partner with what God is doing in V1 Church financially, you can give by downloading the V1 Church app or visiting www.v1.church and clicking the tab that says Give. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.